Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. Now, get ready to spend the next two hours with four smart, sport-loving ladies. This is Helmets and Heels with Lauren, Donna, Taylor, and Mia, driven by Tire Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. Well, we meet again, Victory Tuesday. Good to see you and nice to get to know you this season. She looks lovely this time of year. My word, Sunday was one of the most fun days I have ever had at TIA Bankfield. And I was in the press box. Normally the press box, I have to tell you, Donna, it's not a whole lot of fun. It's entertaining at times, but it's not like it's fun. It's not like going to the game with your friends, tailgating, sitting in the stands. But I had actual fun on Sunday in the press box. So I was at the stadium, but this time I was underneath the stadium. I heard you were working. Yes. So I am. Birdie told me. I'm training. I'm training on the uh, on the little board. Oh, is it a little board or is it a big board? No, it's a little board. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's a little board. Is it where we used to do helmets and heels? It is. OK. But it's fancy You've now. You've come full circle. I walked in. I was like, oh, this is not what it used to be. It's it's not the brown room. And it's funny because Brian Sexton was in the room mm-hmm. um, since he does the pregame the first hour with Dempsey. And he's like, oh, you haven't been here in a long time. It's not the brown room. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the pregame room is now all fancy and digital t- digitalized and beautiful. And yeah, no, it's not what it used to be. Um, but Me yes. and JJ, by the way, we used to do helmets and heels from inside TIA Bank Field oh. in the Jaguars radio studio. Okay. Uh, way back when, when we first started in August of 2014, and uh, this is so long ago that it was, I was running the board yeah. <laughs> during the show. There was somebody back here at 1010 when we were across the street, and then I was on the board there, which I'm not really good at that, so I'm not sure why I was on it, not you, Donna. I, I don't know, but it was, <laughs> and it was a big board then, and it was, no. It, it was a big board, and it was very intimidating. It, yeah, no, it's it's small and very um, involved, and um, so I got to celebrate, and, and I was with Fat Tony, and uh, and Mike and oh, it was so much fun to watch that game with them and 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 you could hear the roar and the sound up above and it was great. It was so exciting. I was in a very unique position um, <laughs> because I actually, as now has been detailed multiple times on this uh, radio station, uh, when Trevor fumbled the ball with a minute thirty to go, as is kind of the you know the way the workflow goes. Well, all right, that's that's the ball game. So headed down to the locker room to record for all you wonderful 1010XL multimedia channel followers out there. Uh, headed downstairs to film sad people walking into the locker room. And uh, I got downstairs, and by the time I got down there, because we have to beat the coaches to the elevator. That's why I leave early. Um, and by the time we got down there, they had forced the three and out. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, all right, Giants game, but maybe some potential here. We'll see what happens. And uh, and what's crazy is the fact that the TVs in the actual stadium are a solid, what would you say, Lauren, like 30 to 40 seconds behind mm-hmm. the action. Oh. And so when you're in the tunnel, you can't see anything. And so instead of, you know, we're watching the broadcast and we know what's, you know, what's about to happen, but we don't know what is happening in real time. So you're just hearing this cheering, and, and you have no idea if it's Cowboy fans, if it's Jags fans, like, 
what exactly, like you're trying to judge the crescendo of the the cheers to try to figure out and decipher who scored, who did something this good. This sounds like torture. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Honestly, that was going to be my, my uh, punchline to all of this uh, little monologue was... It was truly torture. And, you know, and like everyone's looking around and we're like, okay, we know we're supposed to be unbiased, but like, come on, man. Like, you made us sweat through all this. Come on, come on. And so, uh, needless to say, there was a lot of high fiving when indeed the Jaguars did pull it off. I got a kick out of the fact that our guy, Coach Dave Campo, uh, literally says to me, he leans over in the middle of the third quarter and he goes, this is not good for my AFib. And I was like, <laughs> it's okay, Coach. I'm CPR certified. Like, We'll make it work. We'll make it work. And then uh, he admitted today on XL Primetime that when I said, all right, coach, I got to go. And then obviously everything took the turn that it did. He was like, oh, no, Mia's not here in case something happens. That's adorable. I am sure there's someone else. Lauren was there. Lauren would have flagged someone down. I've been CPR certified many times in my life, so I was not worried about that. It is funny. I saw Mia leave and I was like, this game's not over. The way that it had been feeling. And certainly that's what Christian Kirk said to Zay Jones. We found that out yesterday that, that Zay was like, oh, man. And, and he said you could feel kind of the wind go out of the sails in the stadium. And I have a friend who was there. That's exactly what she texted me. She's like, the moment he fumbles, that all that energy that had been building just got sucked out. But certainly the Jaguars players still believed. And the defense went out there, and, and that was a massive stop that they had. And then Trevor did what, what Trevor is now doing, and that has been so incredibly exciting. So I was in the press box. Donna was in the bowels of the stadium. <laughs> Mio also was in the bowels of the stadium. JJ, where were you? I was sitting where I am right now. Oh, that's oh, right, yeah, because you were working. Work yes. So yep. none of us got to just sit back, relax, <laughs> and no, enjoy this and incredible I, I, victory. Me and Dylan Denmark sit here and take in the fourth quarter together most weekends. He takes over after I do. And we always have to hear what happens before we see it. Right. Which it. It kind of sucks. <laughs> so uh, it's the opposite of what I was experiencing. Exactly. <laughs> so like we and the TV, like you said, is always on such a delay. I mean, Frank Frangie, great call. But I, you know, I'm a visual guy, even though I work in radio. I would have loved <laughs> to see it. But man, it was exciting as all hell. And and we were I just remember screaming like we were both like, dude, why are they taking so long? Mm-hmm. Remember they got that free timeout ish? Yep. After they inexplicably like reviewed a catch on the last drive or yeah. the game tying drive, and then they took like 15 seconds or something to crazy to snap the ball. Go, yeah, go. And, yep. uh, yeah, there was like different moments where that I yeah. remember from Sunday just being crazy, and mm-hmm. it all worked out. It is really one of those games that, and, and we've talked about this at multiple times throughout this Jaguar season so far. Maybe this is the game that it all turns around. Maybe this is the game that we talk about for years to come. No matter what happened before Sunday, that is the game that we will talk about for years to come. The Ravens win was great. Trust me. The win at the Titans. Now we almost forget that that happened because of how sensational and back and forth and the come from behind victory that the Jaguars had in the walk-off pick six. And oh, by the way, Riley Patterson, I leaned over to John Shifley. I was like, is this the first field goal? Because he sits right next to me in the press box. Is this the first field goal he's had to make under pressure? He was like, that. Yes. And I was like, well, that's terrifying <laughs> because this is a 48-yarder. And of all – this is what you hate about football. Of all of the blood, sweat, and tears that has gone into the game, for it to come down to a, a kicker who has only been on the field for a few moments of the game, like, you hate that. Uh, but in the end, obviously, Riley Patterson, excellent job, banged it right through, and uh, off to overtime we went. And then certainly when the Jaguars went three and out, I think everybody thought – 
all right, well, this was really fun, and the Jaguars are so close, but that today's just not going to go the way of this team. I was happy they they attempted to ice him, though, and he continued with the original kick, and we got to see what happened, and it curved, and it curved in. Because I know a lot of people were like, it didn't he look said like it actually, made it. Yeah, yeah he and made it made it. it. He said yeah. post-game, he told us, he, he actually, you know, he obviously wasn't too happy with that first kick. And so he actually said it was good that, you know, he got a second to be like, okay, right. let me let me do this, let me do that. But in a game against Houston, I had a person on Twitter inform me that because uh, Riley had just told me it was when he was in college, but apparently it was back in 2018 against Houston. He was iced three consecutive times um, before he actually <laughs> And he it. made it? And he made it right okay, down the that's middle. that's good. So once I heard that. Thank you, whoever right. iced him. Right. right. Exactly. Houston, I guess Houston iced him. Thank you to whoever that coach was for doing that because that certainly helped prepare him. Uh, I I thought multiple times after the win, I can't believe, like I literally am pinching myself because of the fact that the Jaguars had more turnovers than the Cowboys did, because of the fact that they were down by 17. And it, it, the first half did not feel like the Jaguars were going to come back and win. You could tell with the Raiders game, all right, this is a team that's that's given up these types of leads. Okay, the Jaguars could come back. I didn't think the Jaguars could come back against the Cowboys, especially the way that they were running the ball in the first mm-hmm. half. And so without Trayvon Walker, with Trevor Lawrence having a sprained toe and not practicing some of the week, which, yes, that's how he was against the Titans before the Titans. But the Titans are a team that may not make the postseason the way things are going. This is a Dallas team that's now in the postseason, right? And so all of that kind of culminated. And so Sunday after the game ended, uh, we went to celebrate Taylor's birthday with her, which happy birthday, Taylor. Uh, She's at uh, dinner with her family. But we went to celebrate with Taylor. She was like, I can't believe I'm not going to be on the show after that win. And I was like, change your birthday plans. Come to the show. It's going to be that much fun. Uh, But either way, yes. Well, I have to know because I know you guys, you know, technically aren't allowed to celebrate in the press box. But after a win like that, like, what happened? So... I honestly was speechless. They do celebrate. That's you, what happens. Certainly some people do. It it honestly was just a lot more like, I can't believe, like, I heard some expletives, certainly, uh, as soon as Sean picked it off, but it, I didn't hear any cheering. No? I just heard like, a, a, no, I just heard yeah. a lot of like, oh. wow, whoa, oh my gosh, like that kind of thing. That's more of what it was. Which is what which is what the, uh, the safety patrol officer once yelled at me for when Jamal Agnew returned to kick 109 <laughs> yards for a National Football League record. Me simply going, oh my God, keep going, was enough um, cheering. Even you all, what was- you do hear a lot of, Donna, is... People typing as fast as, as they can because everyone wanted to get out. Rayshon Jenkins walks it off, right, as fast as possible, and the Jaguars win and all that stuff. So you hear a lot of typing. Uh, and Which, then, by the way, I have yeah. a huge issue with. Okay. And I hope I'm not including you guys. I don't even know if you do it or not. <laughs> okay. But media people, we don't need you to tweet like, wow, crazy touchdown, or like Rayshon Jenkins, pick six it's like, yeah, we know. Did you like? We saw it. Did you like dude? that one? The one screenshot and, and I had. Like, everybody JJ? does it. It's like, well, okay, we're watching the game. Did I'm you, not in that one. I don't have social everybody media. Everybody is though. JJ, did you like when I screenshotted this from the 1010XL staff? And it was literally, I'll re, I'll go through them it. for you. So it's hacker. Holy crap. Oh, see? Hey, yeah, hey, Rayshon Jenkins, walk off pick six. Hacker, OMG. Dan, OMG. Joe Coward, INT, game over. Lauren, Rayshon Jenkins walks it off. <laughs> see, like, why? Why are you guys tweeting that? Honestly. There is someone. There no, is someone somewhere not. who's no. not able to watch the game, who's following on Twitter. 
And that is the first time that they figure yeah. out that the Jaguars oh, win. Oh, Mike, that's a very <laughs> presumptuous thought. <laughs> uh, well, I will say this, JJ. Do you remember the story I told on XL Primetime today? Um, happy Frank Gore Day to all yes, who celebrate. Legend. Um, that game in which the Jets defeated the Rams to help the Jaguars move into first place in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, um, they actually <laughs> lost NFL Sunday ticket at TIA Bank Field and apparently in a lot of other parts of the <laughs> oh world. Yeah, it went down. And so Amanda Holt texted me and said, you need to keep tweeting because I was home in New Jersey. So I had the game, obviously, on local Fox. And she was like, you need to keep tweeting because we are following your tweets and other, like, you know, Jets people, which at that point it was COVID. So not a lot of Jets reporters were traveling either. And I don't know if anybody even covers the Rams back, covered the Rams back then. Um, so literally – they were like, we need you to keep tweeting. So I told my One mom. One time it happened. Yes. <laughs> I told my mom. I was like, I can't eat dinner right now. I, this is, I go, this is deciding a franchise's fate, and this is deciding my fate. And so I need, I need to be watching this game. And she's like, I don't get it. And that's why all the funny videos of me running around in the Mark Sanchez jersey uh, surfaced, because my parents thought I was literally insane. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. This kid is going to change everything. And she was like, eh, I think he's kind of overrated. I was like, yeah, okay, mom. Keep telling yourself that one. When he changes the trajectory of of my career, um, and, yeah, and, and look at let that. alone the franchise. And look and look at and look at that. Two years later, here we are. N- nice to think about um, the franchise. Yes. Oh, I said the franchise off the top. You heard the thing about the franchise, right? I said the fate of the franchise, and then she didn't like that, so I had to say my own. Your career. Yes. Got you. Exactly. Got you. Okay. Yes. Which well, is more important to all of us, individual yeah, lives. I, of course. I did appreciate that, whoever tweeted out that the Jaguars should draft Frank Gore. Junior, because yeah, of his, A, is Monster's Day, but B, also because it would all Wouldn't come Wouldn't it be amazing? Like a legacy hunter. Yes, absolutely. And for what it's worth, and JJ and I, and the primetime crew and I were talking about this, like, that actually is the style of runner, like, no offense to Snoop Connor, and, like, you know, the book's not, you know, officially out on him yet, but, like, Frank Gore Jr. is actually the type of runner you need to compliment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Travis they can ETN. bring Jimmy Smith's kid in here for like a day or so. They can bring Frank Gore's <laughs> Why not? Frank yeah. Gore's kid's putting up 300 plus yards yeah, in a bowl game. Yeah, he's like actually Auntie Chill. Prospect. He got in trouble for that, Donna. His his aunt Auntie, was what is his that? aunt was going crazy behind him during his post-game interview. And he <laughs> gently touched her and he said, Auntie Chill. <laughs> And then, of course, the internet, because the internet's crazy, lost it and yelled at him for pushing his aunt. And he had to then tweet out, like, me and my aunt are good. Like, my aunties, I love her. Oh, it's, yeah, this is why Donna doesn't have social media. because yeah. The Gore family is amazing. We need to bring them in for a day when we put them in the pride. I like it. All right, the Jaguars <laughs> take on the Jets in uh, just over 48 hours from yeah. now. So we've got football this week. We are not done talking about a Victory Tuesday and a whole lot more. You are listening to Helmets and Heels, driven by Tyra Outlet. And again, happy birthday to Taylor on 1010XL 92.5 FM. A Tuesday night tradition in Duval. Helmets and Heels. Driven by Tyra Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. Donna Murphy, Mia O'Brien, JJ LaSelva, I'm Lauren Brooks. Taylor Dahl has been it off because today is her birthday. Send her birthday wishes on Twitter at TayDahl1010XL. Uh, so you're telling me I have Victory Tuesday and I have Garth Brooks ain't going down until the sun comes up. Maybe I'm not going down until the sun comes up Thursday night. Uh, that's probably never going to happen because I go to bed early. But Thursday night, of course, is the football game, the Jaguars against the Jets. So I will not be going to bed early, but I also, Donna, will never stay up until the sun comes up. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so I say so alright so we do know Mia as you head up there tomorrow we do know that the weather is 
yucky is what I'll call it. It's not going to be terrible. It's not going to be snowing or anything like that or a snowstorm like we saw with the Bills Dolphins. If it's in 30 degree weather, it's not. It won't be. It'll be around 45. That's terrible. But with rain, yes. The crazy part is, is like I grew up in that. And now I think that, and uh, as I was packing last night, I literally have packed like five layers to wear. Yes. Um, So that's the wild part. I will say this, like I covered a lot, (laughs) a lot of track meets in that sort of weather in Iowa during my three years there. And so I believe that will prepare me for this. But you're not not quitting a football game to a track meet. You're saying a legitimate track meet. Yeah, yeah, like a high school track meet. Right, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Or, or like the Drake Relay. Some people call football games track. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a track meet because they didn't. No, 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 like no, like a little. No, 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 like a literal like at the Got Drake the, at the Blue Oval, which in college track is pretty well known. Um, yeah, like the Drake Relays. My second year there, I think it was thirty four and raining all three days, and again, my body, uh, the blood hadn't thinned out at that point, so a little bit more manageable. But that's what makes it miserable because even when we were in Kansas City earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 22 degrees, but the sun was shining. Like, yes, we were layered up, but if you were in the sun, you were okay. Kind of, I mean, in a different but similar way to this past Sunday. When it's raining and it's dreary Mm. and it's that cold, Mm -mm. unless the humidity is really high, which I don't think it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's it's not going to be pretty. But as Foye Aluakun told me this afternoon, it may not be pretty, but that's the type of gritty game that the Jaguars' defense loves to play. Ooh. Which uh, I, I joke okay. is, a, is a line that he stole from Caitlin Clark, but um, yeah, no, it, it's called it ain't pretty, but it's gritty. Like that's like the new thing the kids are saying too in college basketball. That's like how they describe games. So when he said it, I was like, oh, okay, I see you. Yeah, isn't he, the gritty a dance? Yes, that's okay. why the college kids are saying okay. it because then they do the gritty when they win. I see. Isn't it also a mascot? Yes, it is. Very good, Donna. Yes, I have a bunch of We're memes all saved. <laughs> Young folks thing. I have a bunch of memes saved of Gritty, and I really have meant to use over the years on my phone, and I just haven't. So thank you for reminding me. I need to get those off this week. Anytime. Yay. So I think the biggest question is, how does Trevor Lawrence handle the conditions? Because the last time he played in weather like this was against the Eagles, and granted, that was just the first month of the season. It was also a hurricane. Yeah, it was a monsoon, mm-hmm. but how does he handle this? Slide. I mean, as far as ball security. <laughs> he had, what, four fumbles against the Eagles? Mm-hmm. Are you concerned he's going to fumble this I'm not night? concerned about him. I'm more concerned about ETN. Yeah. Okay. That's where my concern goes. As far as the ball security yes. goes. Not anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. It is troubling that he's fumbled, what, twice in three games, mm-hmm. uh, but- Hopefully they have worked on that with both individuals, Trevor and Travis, even though I guess Trevor's been, he didn't practice yesterday and was limited today. But hopefully that has been, a, I would expect that, Doug Peterson smart, to have been an emphasis. I also wonder about Walker Little. Cam Robinson's down most likely for the entire year, although he hasn't been put on IR, so I guess they're just going to keep him on the practice report. Yeah, Mark Long and I talked about that out loud out loud this afternoon because we were trying to decipher it ourselves, and his thought is that they're waiting to elevate someone from the practice squad and then see how they perform on Thursday and then potentially sign them after Thursday's game. Okay. Um, that's the thought, at least. We'll see if that actually is the case. Maybe they're keeping their eye out for somebody else. They will have, obviously, an extra three days to prepare for the Houston Texans, so maybe it is they want to get somebody else into the building next weekend, but I highly doubt it. I would think it would be someone on the practice squad. So maybe they wanted to see these first, you know, three days of walkthrough, light practice to see if there was anyone that emerged as, okay, that'll be our guy. 
That's another interesting nugget from the game is you had Juwan Taylor have a hamstring injury and have to come out. And so then Walker Little goes in at right tackle, does pretty well. Then all of a sudden we saw the Cam Robinson injury. And Donna, I don't I don't know, you probably from where you are don't get a perspective of the entire field, right? Like you mm-hmm. just get the TV perspective. Right. So immediately Cam goes down and I think it was Trevor. If it wasn't Trevor, it was somebody else, but it's kind of hard to mistake Trevor on the field. I think it was Trevor that immediately waved over mm-hmm. to the training staff. And so immediately I was like, well, where's the cart? If some, The moment that a player waves the staff over, usually that means the cart needs to come out. And it felt like that took forever. And then the cart finally came out, but then he didn't need it. And he walked off with Cam Robinson, walked off the field with a towel over his head and then walked immediately into the locker room. And it ended up being the meniscus. But then you have Jawan Taylor go right back in. And I assume he was playing through some pain at that point in time because hamstring injuries are not fun. And then you had Walker Little go in at left tackle. And and so all that, and you still won the football game. I think that's another crazy uh, element from Sunday's win. And having Scherf still not 100%, which leaves you with Van Lannon. Blake Hans right? was, so Blake Hans, number 73, at one point, Scherf went down and hit the turf. Right. And Blake Hans walked onto the field. Right. And then walked back off. So I would assume that he would be the next one up. Why? Over Van Lannon. So why? Because they had Van Lannon come in before, and we saw that go splat. Right. Well, Van Lannon technically is a guard <laughs> by trade. He's not actually a tackle. So they've been trying him out as tackle just because you can only obviously have X amount of players active on game day, and mm-hmm. so the best ability is availability. Right. Um, but, yes, Blake Hans would have been going in if Jawan Taylor couldn't go, which Jawan Taylor has been limited in practice the last two days. So at the very least, he's expected to play on Thursday. No – telling you know especially with those muddy conditions right how the hamstring will hold up but the thought process is he'll be okay to go but yeah you're gonna have to have the next man ready to go mm-hmm. just in case or heaven forbid walker little struggles right yeah i think i think if sheriff had had to come out blake hans would have gone in i don't know if Jawan taylor couldn't have gone back in i don't know at that point walker little would have been left tackle i don't know who would have been right tackle right i, I, I don't know if they would have said blake hans that's still you even though you're a guard also immediately, but I think he would just stay on the right side, so I think he might be the right tackle. Puzzle pieces moving around. And that's what you obviously don't want in a game like that. Mm-mm. I mean, you don't ever want injuries, but you certainly don't want the shuffling of your offensive line going up against Micah Parsons and that defense that has been so good uh, at getting after the quarterback all mm-hmm. season long. All right, let's review our impact players from last week, and then on the other side, we'll pick some impact players for this Thursday night against the Jets. J.J. LaSalva, Christian Kirk, and Josh Allen. How do you think you did? All right. I think I did good with Josh Allen. The pass rush was way better than it usually mm-hmm. is. Um, Christian Kirk was decent. Um, obviously not Zay Jones level. No one is. Greatest <laughs> receiver in the history of the NFL. But, yeah, I'll give myself a B. B minus. Okay. I Well, and I think Christian Kirk had that massive catch along the left sidelines. Uh, yes. And, yes, he had the drop early, but I think he more than made up for that. Uh, quick funny story since you mentioned Zay Jones. So late Saturday night, I didn't see it till Sunday morning, a friend of mine texted me and said, Zay Jones or Evan Ingram asking for a friend. And usually when people put asking for a friend, that's just kind of a joke. But I had a feeling like she doesn't play fantasy football. So I was like, she really is asking for a friend. Now there's pressure on me because I don't know this person and I don't play fantasy football. But I was like, all right, let me. So I went through the box scores really quickly for the Cowboys and was like, okay, they haven't had a lot of tight ends against them. Go for big yards. And also the odds of Evan Ingram having two big games back to back is unlikely because we haven't seen that from this uh, wide receiver slash tight end core this year. So I just was like, uh, Zay Jones. 
well, did I not that look worked. like the smartest person alive? When, of course, you never really know. And so after the game, she was like, yeah, my friend said that was the best advice ever. And I was like, like yeah, I work in sports radio. Right. Duh. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Brush my shoulders off. All right. Uh, my impact players were Tyson Campbell and Travis Etienne. Tyson Campbell, you didn't really hear his name much no. throughout the game, but I think there's a reason for that. Right. I think they're not throwing to the guy that he's covering, mm-hmm. to the receiver he's covering. Uh, and then Travis Etienne, I, I think, certainly had a monster game with over 100 yards. Taylor, by the way, did not get to pick any impact players because she has been jinxing them all season long. So, therefore, we are going to keep up with that trend, considering she's not here tonight. But even if she was, she would not get to pick impact players. Mia, who did you have? I had, well, unfortunately, my first impact player was Cam Robinson, who oh. did who did play great up until the injury. Oh, you got the jinx. Yeah, well, hey, listen, you know what? He stonewalled Micah Parsons yeah. before the injury occurred, so not too shabby. <laughs> and then Foye Aluakun, who obviously overshadowed by Rayshon Jenkins, right. who too bad no one no uh, one picked, no one picked him. him. But Foye, Maybe Taylor did it in her mind. Right, exactly. <laughs> there we go. That's the spirit. Uh, Foye with 14 tackles, uh, once again leading the National Football League, and it is being reported that he is approaching the Jaguars' season, single-season mark as well. I have that to double not check that me. stat. Yep. All right, there you have it. On the other side, we will pick our impact players going up against the Jets. We will also get to a fair and fair injury update. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, driven by Tyra Outlet on 10 to Next on 92.5 FM. Stilettos and Sabermetrics. Helmets and Heels, driven by Tire Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. I have a shout out to Ooh. give. Shout it. That's right. A girlfriend of mine works at Neptune Beach Elementary and sent Ooh. me a video of What does Ms. she do? She's a teacher at Neptune Ooh. Beach Elementary. Preach on. That's right. You deserve uh, all the love. It. Uh, she sent me this YouTube link, Miss Galeski's Holiday Jaguar Jam 2022. So I listened to it, and it is so fantastic. And just to give you the the tagline, it's as for me and Duval, we believe, right? It's it's Cute. a long lines mm-hmm. of that song. And they mentioned Trevor, and they even mentioned Marissa, and they did the little emoji that she loves to do, like mm-hmm. with the heart hands. They mentioned Josh Allen getting sacks. It is so great. So uh, I quote tweeted it uh, when someone sent it to me on Twitter a few weeks ago. Uh, it is, but I think you can just go on YouTube and search Miss Galeski's uh, Jaguar Jam. It is we may or may so not be cute. sharing it from the 1010XL channels coming up Perfect. very soon. Don't Perfect. worry. Yes. We, I, we are in touch with them. We are working on it. Rest assured. When she sent it to me originally, I was like, do you want me to send this to Jaguars PR? I think the players would love it. And she was like, I don't know about all that. I just wanted to send it to you. And I was like, yeah, because it's not her class. So I was like, all right, I'll stay out of it for now. But uh, when someone sent it to me on Twitter, I was like, well, absolutely. I'm going to quote tweet at that so that other people can see it because I just think it's just so fantastic, and and she did a great job. The kids did a great job, and so I, I certainly wanted to give them a shout-out. All right, we've got Jaguars-Jets coming up in just a little over 48 hours from now. JJ, I will start with you. Who are your two impact players? On offense, it has to be Walker Little. Okay, absolutely. Um, obviously, having to fill in for Cam, huge shoes to fill, blindsided the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Yep. On defense, <laughs> blah, blah, this blah. guy made one of the strangest plays I've ever seen on Sunday. He's had oh, a really Devin rough Lloyd. season, and you know he wants to make up for it. Okay. Devin Lloyd <laughs> with the uh, non-sack of <laughs> the sack Dak that Prescott. Was. Yeah. So Brian watching from home, watching on TV, told me that he thought Devin thought 
Dak had already gotten rid of the ball. Yes. Okay, because I That's thought what watching I happened. watching yeah. it in the press box, I thought, oh, he didn't want to get the whistle blown. That's why he. Well, yeah. Go. So I think that he thought he threw, and he yep. was like, I'm not going to follow through and hit the guy because he threw, and I don't want to mm-hmm. give it a 15 yard pen or a free first down, basically. Right. Absolutely. All right. Those are two good ones. Donna, who you got? I am going to go with Evan Ingram. Okay. Hoping that the tight end has a fabulous day. And then I'm going to go with Josh Allen having two back-to-backs. I'm going to go with a back-to-back great day. Follow it up. Keep up the momentum. I like it. Mia? First, I will go with Travis Etienne as given the forecast – Probably going to need to run the ball a little bit more and also uh, would love to see a bounce back after, again, that fifth fumble of the season, the third for loss. And then I'm also going to go with Tyson Campbell, who I did catch up with in the locker room this afternoon. So if you want to check out that interview, head to 1010XL's YouTube channel. Um, Obviously, you know, it's going to be a tough assignment for the Jaguars' entire secondary because when you got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore starting to come on a little bit, Corey Davis, as we'll hear from in the fair fair and fair injury report in just a second, did practice in full today. C.J. Uzama got his first two touchdowns of the season this past Sunday. And he scares me because if you'll remember – Last year, Jaguars-Bengals, the game that the Jaguars were up at halftime but then went on to lose. Now, granted, Urban Meyer area, so it probably shouldn't count. But C.J. Uzoma had almost 100 yards. Correct. Um, Fair. Nothing should count. The, the only, <laughs> the only thing count. is, of course, is can, uh, can a certain quarterback get them the ball? If he can get them the ball, then I think that those guys can do some damage against the Jaguars secondary who, uh, as we've documented multiple times on this program and on this station, uh, has a traffic cone essentially rotating as the third cornerback um, and trying to figure out who which it, Darius Williams should be inside or outside. Um, so, yeah. Which Trey Herndon, it is super hard to cover CeeDee Lamb. It's yeah. not just that that's on Trey yeah, Herndon. Yeah. That's, that's hard for anyone to do. That's why he's such a good receiver, and we knew he would be in this league. Trey Herndon, though, also, people forget, had a big pass breakup in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, later in the game. So he did some good things. It's right. just, yeah, nobody's going to cover CeeDee Lamb the entire game, like, white on rice. By traffic cone, I was more so referring to the fact that they try, they've now kind of landed back on Trey Herndon as that third mm-hmm. corner because they tried Monteric Brown. They tried Tavon Campbell. Now they signed Gregory Jr. off of the practice squad. So. Which I could have been waiting for that because you drafted him. You drafted him ahead of Buster Brown. Yep. So don't – and shouldn't you have drafted speed? So that – I've been interested to see him. Uh, I will go with, to me, the two obvious players. I will go with Trevor Lawrence yes. since y'all gifted him to me. Uh, and I do think You're he's welcome. been playing – yes, thank you – so incredibly well that he'll continue that hot streak uh, against a really good Jets defense. And I'll go with Rayshon Jenkins. Mm-hmm. On offense, we haven't seen players go back-to-back necessarily, but certainly we have on defense. And I think Rayshon has, all season, has been playing like a man with his hair on fire. I mean, mm-hmm. he has, he's been all over the place. It wasn't just the two picks, one being his first pick six, uh, career pick six, but it was also tackles for loss and, obviously, like we said, 18 tackles in, in the game. Mm-hmm. No NFL player had ever done that, defensive player, 18 tackles uh, and two interceptions. Mia... Zach Wilson, what should people who haven't watched him much yet, what should they expect from him? And if he doesn't play well early on, will the Jets fans boo? Yes. So I hopped on a good friend Jake Asman's podcast this morning, which has now kind of shifted towards his beloved New York football Jets as much as he is a daily uh, radio host with our friends over in ESPN Houston. He also does his online YouTube show. And because of the Jets' early success this season, he's kind of gone full throttle, all Jets. No Yankees, no Knicks anymore. It's pretty much all Jets. Um, So I hopped on that this morning. And it was curious talking to him because, of course, you know, he wanted to get the scout on the Jags. And so I asked him, you know, to scout Zach Wilson and the 
the Jets from this past weekend. And he said that as much as you're going to look at Zach Wilson's stat line, and you will see he threw for two touchdowns and over 300 yards, a lot of those yards came on chunk plays, which, as we noted on XL Primetime today, kind of scary because this Jaguars defense has at times been susceptible to that big play. At the same time, though, a lot of those big plays were made not because of a Zach Wilson throw, but because of an acrobatic catch by the receivers. And so that is where the receivers are my bigger concern, personally speaking. The other thing he said with Zach Wilson that was disappointing for Jets fans is that he really doesn't hang in the pocket. Aside from the one touchdown throw to Uzama, like it's all rolling right, rolling left, bouncing around, and then trying to create a play, which was what people thought was so appealing to him when he came out of college. Evidently, that doesn't work too well in the National Football League. And so it'll be curious to see if he has those happy feet again on Sunday. And I just keep coming back to, Lauren, this is a Jets team that at the beginning of the season, when uh, you know all those stories about Zach Wilson were coming out, um, about his lady friends, um, that they all had T-shirts printed for him. And yet... Mike White is the starter for like a week, and all of a sudden now they all have Mike White T-shirts. I might want to call the Jets, uh, the players, Cowboys fans, because they, they are pretty much bandwagon. You know, they just they go. The they, Patriots fans. Whoever, did that whoever's the flavor of the month, right? Yeah. Right. They did. That's true. Mac Jones, Billy well, Zappi. We, Zappi. We're, we're going to get into that in the seven o'clock hour because oh. I have a lot of questions about what's going on in New England for Donna. It's um, ugly. But no, so it'll be really curious because how short of a leash does Zach Wilson have? They clearly know that Joe Flacco is not the answer. Mike White isn't under contract next year. So I asked Jake this morning, I was like, let's say Zach Wilson's struggles continue these next three days, or th- three games, excuse me, then what do you do? And he was like, well, it, it, he kind of sounded like Robert Sala two hours before Robert Sala took the podium in New York. He was like, well, you know, it, it's still early. You could keep him around, still wait for him to develop, and then Mike White – you know, we'll be the starter next year if you could get him on like a nice cheap veteran contract. I'm like, I'm like why? Who's this kid was the number two overall pick? It's so nice to not be them. Right. And Robert Sala then went on to say this afternoon that it's not fair to judge Trevor and Zach Wilson against each other because they've had different paths and different stories, which for what it's worth, Trevor Lawrence then an hour later said the same thing. Didn't know that Robert Sala had said that, but he said the same thing. But yeah, that's- Trevor had urban for a year. Right. Trevor's the one who has been climbing the more uphill battle. Correct. Correct. As far as the NFL. This is the same scheme for Zach Wilson that he ran last year. Correct. So that's where the struggles are a bit interesting to me because yeah. it's the same exact scheme. Now, mm-hmm. granted, if you're looking at the benefits and advantages that Trevor has right now, Doug Peterson, I mean, there's only a couple play callers in the NFL that people might take over Doug Peterson. That's saying something. He has done such an incredible job. The misdirection that he used against the Cowboys, I mean, I kept thinking, okay, when Jamal gets the ball, the Cowboys are going to have figured this out. No. I mean, he was just able to do so many things. I love the screen passes. It, It is so much fun, Donna, watching a coach be such a great play caller, and then, of course, watching the offense execute said plays. It is. And the fact that he's been in Trevor's shoes, you know, says it all. He's mm-hmm. been a quarterback on that field, knows what it's like, but also that he's calm the whole time. You know, he's not a hothead. This, the only few times that we'll see him, you know, talking to the ref or getting upset at the ref, we're, we're all yelling at the screen for a reason because it's a clear misplay, which, I mean – Come on, we've yelled at that screen many a times for the refs for many reasons. But, you know, he's so cool, calm, and collected. And it's such a different thing that we have had here in Jacksonville. It's wonderful. 
And especially in comparison to last season, I mean, Rachel yeah. Jenkins said it after the game, like we have information coming to us. Yes. We're, we have good coaching. Coaching, yes. It is It is night and day. Mm-hmm. Not just that we have a really good coach, but also last season, a lot of these guys had to go through probably the worst season they'll ever have in the NFL. Yes, the team won more games than they had won with the season that they got Trevor. But still, I think some guys would tell you losing in that fashion, losing, winning only one game in a season was still a more enjoyable experience than last season winning three games. Well, I guess two technically in Urban and then the third. That's what I guarantee some of them would say, that that under Urban was the worst, the way that he handled people, the way he talked to people, and the way he kicked the kicker. I mean, all the things. And you know what, though? Some of, and I would hope maybe some of these guys have the perspective of, I'm so happy I went through that last year because seeing how this is this year, I have such an amazing perspective and the respect I have for what we're doing right now gives me a whole different outlook. Like I could have left and I could have had a bad taste in my mouth and Trevor could have turned into a whole different person. If we had Zach Wilson here, it this could have turned to trash yeah, and a dumpster fire. I don't even think fire. he could have survived no, that. It, this could have been awful. Who knows what would have happened? But we had the right person in the right place. And I will say, I loved one of the things that Zay Jones, when he met with the media, said was, I don't judge Trevor on his mistakes. I judge him on how he is as a man coming to work every day. And that, to me, spoke volumes. Because we're all going to make mistakes. I mean, that's not, not just a football player thing. We're all going to make mistakes. But you want people judging people on, on how hard you work and your intentions and certainly your your actions, even though at times, yes, you might throw an interception or in the real world, you might, you know, not do exactly what you're supposed to do or, or do it as well as you're supposed to do it. All right, uh, Mia, how loud will the stadium be? I'm really curious. I'll tell you this for my parents. They were trying to get tickets. Um, fun facts. Uh, many NFL teams across the league do not provide the opportunity um, readily for members of the opposing, opposing team. team to mm. get tickets. Um, wow. Yeah, only players, not staffers. So we tried. Um, actually, we do have a, uh, a family connection in the front office over at the New York Football Jets, so I'm not sure if my mom tapped into that. But knowing my mother, she definitely paid full reset retail price. Um, so, yeah, they were able to find two tickets last week. I'm not really sure how, but uh, it was hard. I can tell you that. And so that's why I'm really curious. But that was before Zach Wilson returned as the starting quarterback for the Jets and before they lost their third straight game. So I'm really curious to see. I can tell you this. People I, are dumping the tickets. Now. I can tell you this. Um, my friend Jake, who I was telling you guys about, um, he's flying in from Houston and a lot of his Friends from out in Long Island are going to be doing a huge thing. A lot of my friends that work at NFL Films, because, of course, it will be the Amazon and the NFL Network and everybody else that's going to be involved in the broadcast. Um, so they're all going to be there. So that'll be cool. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, a standalone national game. So shout out to my guy, Ian Eagle, who'll be on the call with Tony Baselli uh, on Westwood One. Um, so that'll be exciting to see him as well. But I have to give a shout out that you guys see on Twitter over the past 24 hours. Donna's answer is no. No. Got to give a shout-out to my boy, Pedro. So, lifelong Jags fan from here in Duval. He has been so inspired of late by the Jags. But let me backtrack here for a second. Because, of course, I think that's I, that speaks for a lot of people in this city that have been, you know, just so so excited, so into the hype. I'll tell you this, even assistant coach Bobby Kennan over at UNF Basketball, he said to me, he's like, when we're not doing basketball – our whole staff is locked in on the Jags. So people are buying in in the city. We all know that. Logan Bowles just tweeted out he saw 20 people at Publix with Jags gear on. We love that. So Pedro went to his first Nashville road trip game with the Jags. He had been on road trips before with the BCB boys and what have you. Went up to Nashville. 
when they were at Nissan Stadium in the parking lot tailgating, he went to a porta potty. And in the porta potty, JJ, I hope you're listening because you're going to love this story. He found a blankie, like a poncho, but it was a blanket poncho. It was in plastic wrap, like it had never been opened. It was like an LL Bean or whatever. First of all, I'm not touching anything. No, <laughs> it was in plastic wrap. I don't care what's well, in plastic. Well, he was cold because it was a cold day up in Nashville, so they used it, and of course, the Jags beat up on so the Titans. So it's a lucky poncho. So they brought it to the game this Sunday. Nice. So the blankie, the blankie, a lucky urine we need to get, poncho. We need to get the blankie. To New York. So that was the goal. So you think there's only urine stain on that thing? <laughs> so, so yesterday he has to convince his wife, his pregnant wife, that he wants to go oh, to the Jets game on Thursday, that he wants to fly to New York. He has to bring the blankie. He has to bring the good vibes to I the I thought Jaguars. he was going to give it to you and you were going to take it. I offered blanket. to for what okay. it's worth. Um, we also thought about sending it with Eric Dunn to try to reverse the curse that is Eric Dunn. Um, if you so, bring that thing in uh, this studio. I won't. Don't uh, worry. We're good. Because guess what? Pedro's PowerPoint that he made for his wife worked. Not only did she agree to let him buy his ticket, so he will be going to the game tomorrow. Yeah, she's like, get that thing well, he did out of the terms. house. You, you got to look it up. He had to like, they had to agree to certain terms. Like his parents are going to watch their other daughter and like, he's going to let her go on a spa shopping spree day next week. So like they, there were terms agreed to. She needs to be scrubbed of that urine. But the best part stain. with the best part with the PowerPoint is that Microsoft at PowerPoint on Twitter found the tweet and started tweeting at him. <laughs> So apparently PowerPoint is on Twitter, which is fun. Um, but yeah, he's going to get to go to the game now and the blankie will be at the game. And so let's well, hope that's great news. the power of positive vibes continues. But I think, you know, beyond the hilariousness of this anecdote, I think it speaks to where this city is at. There are so many people in this city right now that are dropping money to fly up to New York, find a way to get into that game. I know tons of people that have tried to find tickets in the last few days because they, they just have to that be is there. Exciting. And they, they want to be there. It's something special. I will tell yeah. you, I on Monday, I went back and rewatched the highlights of the game, even though I was obviously there. I, it's just so much fun, <laughs> right? Is. And I'd already seen the highlights that they'd been showing on national mm -hmm. TV and everything, but I wanted to watch them uh, kind of more of the highlights, whatever. I had tears in my eyes at the end of it because it, it means so much. It's not just a game. It's what it means to this city. Yeah. It's watching this city come alive like it did in 2017. And for those of us that are adults, okay, 2017 doesn't feel like that long ago. Trevor Lawrence was a senior in high school the last time this team had a winning season. That's been a long time. Mm -hmm. And so it just, the way that this city is, and then you add in the holidays and, and the magic of football games in December like that and it's just it, the kids that'll grow up with this as their first memory, right? Like, I watched the Jags beat the Cowboys. That is just magical. I'm telling you. I love it also. Well, and for us to be on national TV right after having that game and that performance, that's it's perfect. That's yes, perfect. and for people who are wondering, it will be on Amazon Prime and Fox 30 here locally, mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily have to watch Amazon Prime. Uh, so that is good news for a lot of people who have been getting annoyed with the way Amazon Prime is. All right, we'll do the fair and fair injury coming, an injury update coming up, as well as get into some bowl games. That's right, college football is still going on. You're listening to Helmets and Heels, driven by Tyler on 10 to Next on 92.5 FM. Stilettos and Sabermetrics. 
Helmets and Heels, driven by Tire Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. Donna Murphy, Mio, Brian, JJ, Selva. I'm Lauren Brooks. Taylor Dahl has the night off to enjoy her birthday. All right, ladies and gent. Do the Jaguars win Thursday night? Yes or no? Mia, I'll start with you. I mean, every time I don't pick them to win, they win. So, um, I mean, I-, I will tell you this. Like, I tweeted out in the middle of the game prior to the 17-point comeback on Sunday that my goal from Saturday on, I said to everyone, if they can go 1-1 one one this week, that is still a win in my mind. And if anything, 1-1 one one says to me that then maybe they don't overlook the Houston Texans in 10 days' time. Um, Because I think that's absolutely a trap game if you win on Thursday. And so I think if you go 1-1, which obviously they're 1-0 so far this week, I had reservations, although being in the locker room this afternoon made me feel a little bit more optimistic in terms of the emotions of Sunday, the physical toll that Sunday took on so many players' bodies. I mean, as much as you saw the video of Dewey Wingard sprinting in and all hyped and a lot of the other players and Trevor hyped – and that's great. There were a lot of guys that walked in, and you could tell they were spent on Sunday when they walked into that locker room. And so, look, the Jets have a great defense. It's going to be another challenge for this Jaguars offense. And I am concerned about the weather. As much as we make jokes about it, like, I am curious to see because not only are there questions about ball security with Trevor Lawrence in the rain and Travis Etienne overall, Christian Kirk, self-admitted, never really has played – above the Mason-Dixon line, and when he has, he's struggled in cold weather. And so I think those guys have something to prove. And, uh, you know, what I want – do I want the Jags to win? Absolutely, I do. But at the same time, I I do think that it's it's a very – it's a very weird game. I, I don't know if the line is – it was a one. pick em. It, It's a, it's a one-point mm-hmm. line now. It was a pick em game. Jets are favored by the one. The Jets are favored by one. It's a wacky game. It's back to being a pick em according to the good folks at my bookie. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why I wouldn't touch it if I'm in the gambling game. But, um, but yeah, if you go one and one this week, there's still optimism, and I think there is no question then that you're winning out and beating the Texans, snapping that streak, and then beating the Titans at home. Donna? Do the Jaguars win Thursday night? Let's let's take a trip down memory lane. All right, let's do it. I love memory lane. You know, when we make our picks earlier in the year. Oh, yes, I did think about this on my morning walk. And morning. I said, this team will win the division. You did. You did. You were the only one. And I said, at nine wins, and they have three more to go. Oh, my God, you're right. And they're sitting at six and eight. So, of course, I will say (laughs) they will win Thursday because I want to be right. Obviously. Um, But, no, to be honest, um, it's the Jets. And something with Zach Wilson just always creeps up with not good. So, to me, um, yes, I have full faith and trust in Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson as a team, and I can definitely see us coming out Thursday night sitting seven and eight and looking oh so pretty in that. Oh so pretty in that division, yes. Yeah, to me, JJ, this team has found something, and that can sound cliche, but they are getting takeaways when you don't expect it. And, yes, Dak Prescott is is interception prone, but overall – you. This team is, has been opportunistic and more so certainly in the last few games than to start the season. They certainly weren't that against the Lions. 
But I, I think that means that they are going to ride that momentum into New York, come back, have that extra break, and then obviously face the Texans at that point in time, which I, by the way, think the Texans are beating the Titans uh, this week Ooh, because I think the Titans spicy. are just a disaster right now. But, yeah, I'm going to say the Jaguars win. What say you, JJ? Yeah, they also found something in a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Yep. And I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why the Jets are talked about because the media is from New York. A lot of them are Jets fans, but like, this is not a good team. I never understood why they were talked about so much this year. It's baffling to me. They have a good defense. That's it. There's no way they can score with the Jags. They better hope it's a monsoon because the Jags are going to beat the brakes off the Jets. Oh, wow. I, I really, I, I hate the Jets this year. I never understood where any of this stuff came from. Welcome I know to my world, mean. JJ. It's so weird to me. Here's my thing, JJ. I mean, listen, I, I was a Rex Ryan, Herm Edwards fan growing up. There were things I loved about the Jets. There were things I loved about the Giants. That's why I love when people ask me, like, you know, who my favorite team in New York growing up was. To be frank, the Philadelphia Eagles were just as far away. Their stadium, Lincoln Financial, from my parents' house that as MetLife is. So there were things I loved about Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. Um... But these Jet fans, these Jet fans, ever since they took Zach Wilson and because they were butthurt that they did not get Trevor Lawrence, man. Which I would be too. It's been something else. It's been something else. They, they could have had Justin Fields. It's not right? like. That's true. We, yes, there we had is. Trevor. We got Trevor. You're, I'm sorry Frank Gore got that first down. But you could have taken Justin Fields. And how scary would the Jets be Correct. if they Super had Bowl Justin contender. Fields? Super Bowl contender. That's the problem. And that's why we made the joke the last segment about the fact that my friend uh, Jake, who you know covers the team pseudo, more so covers the Texans. That's another story for another time. The fact that he was like, well, maybe you keep Zach Wilson next year and you develop him while Mike White's the starter. Like, in what world is that okay? You are a Super Bowl contender if you have Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields right See, now. See, I don't. Uh, you are a quarterback away. I don't, buy away. That. I really? don't think they're. I don't. I think, think their weapons I think are they good. They have a good defense. Their offensive line is bad. I will give them that. Their and, offensive and line I has been banged up. They lost a lot of guys. Some very close games and some weird games. You know, the Bills game was weird. I. I I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I think they're going to get rolled. I think they're probably going to finish the season with a losing record. Oof. Hot take. I, I, I love it. Are they only 7-7? Seven and seven? Yeah, they are 7-7. Yeah, and, so like, and I, I agree with you. I think they finished with a losing record, too. This time of year, you're going in one of two directions. And I think the Jaguars are ascending, and I think the Jets, and I think the Titans are both descending. That's where I think— Oh, yeah. The Titans might—I don't think they'll lose I think to they're Houston, imploding. But— I think they'll lose. They'll go one and two to finish the year. The Texans have been playing really good football. Obviously, close game against the Cowboys. That's why and I thought Chiefs. the Jags could get the Cowboys, and then overtime against the Chiefs. And that's the freaking Chiefs. That's not just like a. And I don't think the Cowboys are that good. They yes, they have ten wins. They have two really good running backs, and they have an excellent defense also. But I, what scares me about the Jets and their defense is, is potentially more exotic stuff. I think the Cowboys are just super talented. They don't necessarily have to do anything exotic. They're just going to come at you and punch you right in the face because they have such a good pass rush. The Jets, I feel like that I get concerned because obviously this team has struggled. Trevor earlier in the season struggled against teams with exotic defenses, i.e. the Texans, you know, earlier in the season and, and things like that. All right, Mia, you mentioned that the Jaguars were a little bit beat up. Let's hear the latest when it comes to the injuries. The personal injury attorneys of Farah and Farah present this injury update. Farah and Farah. Jacksonville. Protecting you and your family since 1979. It's funny you segued right to the injury report, Lauren, because I was actually sitting here counting 
the Titans injury report that just came out, they have 16 players that oh, yeah. either were limited or did not practice today. What are they, Miami Heat? I, I, didn't dude, the Heat just do that? They listed all their players? They literally listed the whole roster. Right? I don't know, man. I don't know. What is that right? sport you speak of? The National Basketball yeah. Association? They did. They listed all their players on the injury report. And it wasn't it, it wasn't JJ's favorite words, health and safety protocols, either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abundance uh, of caution. Back Got to it. the Jags and the Farrah and Farrah injury report here in Duval County. Jacksonville. Uh, yes. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm not correcting you. I'm I'm doing what JJ does every time yes. the injury report. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the oh, 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 that's plays. I was he like, wait, I was like, wait, did I say attorneys <laughs> of Farrah and Farrah present this injury update? Farrah and Farrah, Jacksonville, protecting you and your family since 1979. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We love our friends at Farrah and Farrah. Uh, two players did not practice for the Jaguars today. That being one, Cam Robinson, who, as we talked about off the top of the program, is expected to miss the rest of the year. Although it is unclear when he will be placed on injured reserve. Foley Fadukasi also did not practice for a second straight day with an ankle injury. Bear in mind, folks, that these injury reports are estimations. The Jaguars really just went through a walkthrough. Yesterday, today, it was a light practice, but Foley Fadukasi suffered that ankle injury. In Sunday's win over the Cowboys, he played just 13 snaps in that game. So his return, his revenge game in New York, where he is from, is in question. Meanwhile, uh, five, six players, excuse me, were limited for the Jaguars today, including a few who did not practice yesterday. That includes quarterback Trevor Lawrence with his toe injury, offensive lineman Brandon Scherf with the abdomen injury, which I have confirmed is actually a groin injury, offensive lineman Juwan Taylor with the hamstring injury he suffered in Sunday's game, uh, linebacker Chad Muma, the ankle injury, Andrew Wingard, the shoulder injury he suffered in Tennessee, and Trayvon Walker, who I can tell you, having been in the locker room this afternoon, no longer has the walking boot, so he was right. limited for a second straight day. He did try to give it a go on Sunday with that ankle injury, but he was unable to get cleared. He'll be curious to see if he can for Thursday. Meanwhile, for the Jets, three players did not practice. Denzel Mims and Jeff Smith, two of their wide receivers, are among those that have not practiced the past two days. Mims is in the concussion protocol, so that'll be one to monitor. Um, Brandon Equals, the corner, is the other third, the excuse me, the third did not practice. Corey Davis, another wide receiver for the Jets, was limited yesterday with a concussion, but he did practice in full today. Elsewhere, offensive lineman Dwayne Brown, offensive tackle George Fant, safety LaMarcus Joyner, quarterback Mike White, and defensive tackle Quentin Williams. Stick a pin in that one because we're going to come back to it. We're all limited in today's practice. Williams has not practiced for the Jets since he suffered that calf injury against the Buffalo Bills two weeks ago. He did not play this past Sunday against Detroit, but he has now been limited the past two days. Of any of these injuries, that is the one that Jags fans are going to want to monitor because Quentin Williams is having such a breakout campaign in his third. Yes, third. Wow. Yes, third year. I can't keep track anymore. I feel old. I'm washed up in the league. This has been the Fair and Farrah injury update. They just showed the hit that Mike White took to his ribs that the Bills defender uh, put on him. No wonder he's not playing. Mm -hmm. That looked just, I had forgotten just how severe of a hit that was. It is was. fascinating that, you know, the, the Jets continue to list Mike White as limited and that he's like in practice, even though it's also been reported that he can't find a doctor to clear him with right. his rib injury. They're exactly. trying. Exactly. Well, it's already well. So Adam Schefter already reported this morning that it, it's going to be Zach Wilson, yeah. and that's that's what's so funny. But they they still have him listed as limited. He's not, you know, mm -hmm. not practicing. So, and that's another part of this storyline that is so fascinating. Is like, you know, like Mike White said, like I'm going to support Zach if he's the starter, like he would support me, and like that's all hunky dory and great. But like, if he's the guy and he's like standing there, like what is the dynamic in that quarterback room? on that team that he's still at practice and he's still practicing even though they know he's not going to play. Right. It's a very interesting situation and 
like we said, glad it's not us. That's for dang sure. We had enough of that last year with with different drama uh, things going on. So I'll take it. Glad it's not us. Uh, We'll get it to a little bit of College Bowls. Also, the World Cup coming up. So keep it right here on Helmets and Heels, driven by Tire Outlet on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Stilettos and Sabermetrics. Helmets and Heels, driven by Tire Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. Since we're in the mood of giving shout-outs tonight, shout-out to Coach Campo yeah. for having us over this past weekend. He and his lovely wife, Kay, hosted us, and it was wonderful, and we missed you, Donna. Yes, I'm so sorry, but those he did bring in the bottle of wine that um, you guys received, so I got gifted mine. That was lovely. Isn't that one of the most beautiful gifts you've ever received? My goodness, so thoughtful, so wow. Personally addressed to each of us and then had Coach Campo's signature on it. That's Cheapers. I, I, I told Brian, I said, if I was a good Southern person, I would have a handwritten thank you note delivered to Coach Campbell in the press box the day after the party. But I don't have any thank you notes right now, so <laughs> I am not a genteel uh, good Southern woman, unfortunately. <laughs> but at some point, I will write him a thank you note. And you said he won, uh, did he win Yard of the Month? He did win Yard of the Month. Yeah? Is yes. he all decked out for Christmas? Yes, yes, everyone in the neighborhood seemed to be in the Christmas spirit yes. and decked out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, lovely people, lovely home. Uh, it was it was really nice of him to have us over, and it was lovely meeting JJ's girlfriend. Yes, yeah, I miss everyone that one. met Blake. Yes, we could call and her Blake. Blake met not everyone, just, not just his girl. I won't tell you who she hates. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> well, it can't be me. She I liked wasn't there. Everyone. <laughs> but I will tell you. So Mia had to leave early because she had the kickoff show in the morning. And the primetime crew, I guess, goes to bed early because it was not even halftime of the Dolphins-Bills game. And it was J.J. and Blake and Brian and I and Coach Campo and Kay. And J.J. and I kind of looked at each other like, well, we're the last men standing. <laughs> Long story short, me and Blake stayed at Coach Campo's house all night. Yeah, no, you did not. No, that would have been great, though. I'm kind, we, uh, of, I'm kind of surprised the other three bailed. We dude, made it to halftime. One and then bailed, and then the other ones were like, shortly behind you know like oh well he left so i'm gonna leave and we're like you guys are lame and then lauren and my girlfriend care too much about being the last people there and i'm just like who cares it's campo and they're like they love having chugging people. their drink you know <laughs> we were, we were was leon not allowed to like smoke his cigar there was that no, why he was oh. uh, but he just he left when the other boys left all Maybe it was because I, I said to yeah. Joe, and Joe was like, why are you leaving? I'm like, because I have to be at the stadium by 7.30. He goes, well, so do I, but, you know, like, I'm going to socialize. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I, I got to be, like, you know, with makeup and stuff, so I, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> and so maybe that's what spurred him to be like, oh, maybe I should go home. I have no idea. Bed. I don't know. <laughs> Party poopers. Joe They're gets boomers. there at 7.30 to socialize? Allegedly, he was this week. However, I will tell you that as I was leaving the um, tailgaters parking area, which was around 11, he was still calling me trying to find a way to park in a spot that I had left in tailgaters, which I informed him. I do not have a spot at tailgaters. I park next to the pavilion where I do. Yes. Anyways, it's yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give any more of my any more of my personal information out on the Internet. But yes. Uh, yes. I will tell you, I want to get it to World Cup in a second, but I will tell you when it comes to uh, Florida's bowl game, I will spare you any <laughs> recap of it. It no. was it was horrendous uh, and I think I watched disappointing like 30 and seconds of it. 
Well, that must be nice. I actually watched the whole game. Yeah, for it was some of glorious. us, I watched the whole game, and unlike they were using JJ, was backup not quarterbacks. Uh, Jack Miller the third got the start. As many people know, Anthony Richardson declared for the bowl, said he was not going to play, or de- declared for the draft that he was going to forego the bowl. And then Jalen Kitna was dismissed from the team, so that left Jack Miller, who injured his thumb in preseason, and therefore fall he didn't practice. look great. No, he did not. But overall, the, nothing looked good. They looked like they were the most listless football team, and they did not want to be there. Yes. And in retrospect, I almost wish that Billy Napier had said, we don't have enough players for the bowl game. <laughs> or like COVID or something. Yeah, right? Like it was like one of those things like, oh, man. Now, granted, it looked like the players had the best time in Las Vegas. I mean, how do you have a bad time in Las Vegas, first and foremost? I've never been there, but everyone I know who's ever been loves it. So you can't have a bad time. And they also got to experience things – you know, some of them may have never been to Vegas before, mm-hmm. and, and so and certainly Billy Napier hadn't. They got to experience things that they wouldn't have otherwise. I saw they even did some community service in Vegas, so I think that's cool. But overall, did they it was, have to do community service, or was uh, it like a good was that court order? <laughs> right. Was, uh, <laughs> Listen, did you see the play that's been going viral? It has like a million and a half views. Number thirty-three. He's a left. Uh, I, I guess he's like a rush end or somebody, maybe an outside Prince linebacker. Yes. Yeah. And he is quote unquote rushing the quarterback. And he's basically, it's only 10 nothing. It's like the second quarter. The game's not over. He's like walking up. Oh, yeah. It's I, bad. I, I retweeted saw it last play, night. So it's, I'm, I'm sure. It, it is really bad. These dudes completely gave up on the team. No, they, they did. And it's weird because. Like Richard Garage wanted to play, but yet he's also going into the draft, and it's like I, I don't know that you needed to play. I mean, I so appreciate did Gervon the Dexter, effort. right? Yeah, and, and yeah. Gervon Dexter played, and y'all didn't need to play. I mean, that's why Florida didn't even need the bowl game, in my opinion. But I will tell you, I know some people love Pat McAfee. I am not one of those people. He is one of the most annoying people on the face of the planet. And then when he's calling the game, it's even worse. So Ooh, he called the game? Yes. Oh. It was Dave Pash and then I think was the play-by-play. Honestly, I, I stopped paying attention. I mean, I watched the whole game, but I muted them. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet was one of the mm-hmm. color guys. And then McAfee. And McAfee, the first five minutes of the game, just kept going, Vegas Bowl. We're in the Vegas. He was wearing the a most, gold, the most atrocious suit. jacket. It's beautiful. It. I he is it. so all. That was about, my favorite part. Oh my gosh, he's so all about himself that it drives me insane. So I, I hope he never again calls a Florida football game. Yeah, big time like Coke and booze vibe. Yes. With uh, with, uh, with, with that the jacket. guy. Yeah. And just in general, his personality. Yes. Like he never and it bothered. it was like in the middle of the afternoon. Right. It was like not time for that. No, he weird. didn't bother to learn certain people's names. <laughs> no. And then he just like went crazy over like other, th- like he'd just be like, was it it's a big bowl? bowl. It's a big bowl. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's Oregon And it's like State. an empty ass crowd. Correct. Like nobody cares. I mean, I'm sure that Rutledge and, and Herb Street wanted to go to Vegas, as exactly. did McAfee. That's why they got the game. They've been calling it every year because they want to go to Vegas. I understand that. But this is not a big bogus. Like, he was so irksome that I literally had to mute it. Was it the gold jacket? Yes, it was that black and, was and like gold open, jacket. Open with yes. his chest out. It's yes. pretty, he I don't know how good. his wife stands him. I'm, I mean, oh, my goodness. I understand why they brought him to game day. They wanted to get a, a youthful vibe, and he's a lot of – He's very boisterous and, and all that well, stuff. Well, he's like Aaron Rodgers' best buddy. He is Aaron Rodgers' best buddy. So that should tell you he enough. Weird. Like him. Works he is with like, weird. He's a high-energy guy. He is, and Not I my understand thing, that. Not but I understand yeah. where, where but he is. But calling a game, 
in the I, uh, sports I hope community. I never again watch a game that I care about that he's a color commentator. <laughs> like you said, you said the Coke and booze. Yeah. He's a yeah. high energy. Yes, of course he, he is. is. <laughs> like if you watch this show, which I don't, but I see clips of it and stuff. Like, like I said, I'm not hating on him. I don't even know enough about his show to hate on him. Um, well, apparently they praised Brandon Sheriff on his show today. I'm excited good. to watch that video coming but up. He's always standing up, which yes. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's a uh, a person with that kind of energy belongs in this space. We don't really have a lot of it, but I agree mm-hmm. with Lauren. Two in the afternoon, your team's getting pounded by 30. Probably not going to be a fan of that. He's always that wearing is... tank tops, right? Yes. Yeah. Loves a good oh, yeah. uh, tank. Absolutely. All right, let's get it to the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, JJ, so sorry that you guys did not win the $500. No, it's okay. Oh, I haven't heard this. So my girl is my girl's a dummy. And <laughs> she, I love her. She actually death. took Argentina. No, so she, you pick just a random. You get a random team given to you, okay? In her friend and family tournament before the World Cup, they do it every four years. So she gets France, and she's like, "It's five hundred dollars for the winner," okay? And the whole time, I'm like, "Well, we need to hedge this bet." You know, like uh, when the final happened, I'm like, okay, so you need to either talk to the person who has Argentina or make a bet on Argentina, maybe for a couple hundred bucks. That way, you know, you'll win something. <laughs> and so we, she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Being hard-headed as hell. And so it's like halftime. And I'm like, you guys are getting smoked. And she- Because it was 2 nothing. Argentina She's like, you know point. what I think? Right. I think second place gets something. Like after all this time, and she looked it up, and second place gets 180 bucks, and she's like, you know what? First place doesn't even get 500; it's 400. And then so that happens, but and then I come into work after do the Jags game, and we're texting as the game's going on. Like I I watched the first half with her. Right. Second half was crazy different. It was crazy. And so France comes back, ties the game. We think they're gonna win it. it, It's craziness. And so anyway. (laughs) France ends up losing. And I'm like, well, you know what? At least he's still getting 180 bucks. Then she finds out, <laughs> hey, guess what? I also have the golden boot winner, which is. Oh, that was. Uh, Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, oh, it yeah. was Mbappe. Mbappe. So I get an extra 160 bucks. Oh, on my that. gosh. So like, heck you yes. are stupid. <laughs> Like, why did you make us stress out this whole time? <laughs> so, what is that? So, that ends up being 310. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Pretty damn it. good for a lose. Mbappe for a, uh, is so incredibly talented. Absolutely. So Donna, I don't know. You probably weren't watching. No, we were. They, well, because oh, down below right. they were, have they have a bunch of so because I told you it's upgraded. So they yes. got a bunch of TVs down there. Okay. So they had it on. So and you I'm sure were Tony it, Smith yeah. was and I'm, yes, right. I'm Tony, with Tony. So he's giving me all the lowdown. And my my girlfriend was like, I swear, if he would have scored again, I was gonna tell you we have to name our son Killian. Oh. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm really glad he didn't score. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is Mbappe's first name for yeah. people who don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, I, the game itself was everything you could have ever wanted. Maybe some people don't love PKs in regulation. Okay, whatever. But uh, not at the end of the game. I mean, like, Lionel right. Messi was awarded. Well, actually, uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, D. D. Maria. Maria, thank you. He was the who one awarded the Who dove to PK. get the first penalty. Right. Yes. So that's why I understand, like, that may not be. You want to see really, like, six real, quote, unquote, real goals uh, or goals in action. Beggars but can't way. be choosers, though. Exactly. That was the best. Like, in the three context of a final specifically, like yep. a World Cup final, Champions League final, FA Cup yep. final. They're always very cagey affairs, which in soccer term that that's like uh that's like uh the Rams versus 
Pat's Super Bowl a few years ago. Like, very boring. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of scoring. Neither team wants to lose right. a final. So it's usually this like 1-0. Was- Yes, exactly. This was the complete opposite of that. You know, like Argentina controlled the match until some really stupid substitutions by their manager let France back in, and all of a sudden, within 90 seconds, France ties it. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And then you're like, France is going to win. Like, they have 10 minutes left. They can win. It goes to extra time. Messi scores a crazy goal that you think is offsides, maybe. It's not. The guy's ass kept him onside. It was crazy. <laughs> and the defender was already in the goal when he finally yes. kicked it out. And, and then you're like, okay, well, there it is. Messi's goal. It's going to win the World Cup, of course. And then you get the handball. And then you get Mbappe with two penalties in the same game. He ended up having three, one in the penalty shootout. But usually, like, that's a nervy thing. Yep. Like when you, it's like, are you going to go the same way he just right. did? And he did. Yep. And like the nerves on Mbappe, it was insane. And to see like two of the best players in the game right now going back and forth was awesome. It and, was awesome. And you know what's funny is they're teammates. Yeah. They have to play together now, which yeah. is going to be weird. Yeah. I guess Mbappe did win it four years ago. So. And that's what's crazy. That. You had the 19 year old four years ago when Mbappe was 19. France wins. Very close as a 23-year-old, but instead the 35-year-old and Messi wins. You would expect France to win in four years, but I mm-hmm. saw Brazil's the favorite. Uh, and then the United States has a 30-1 to 1 chance in four years when it's Sounds held on right. U.S. soil as well as Canada and Mexico. So we, were, we, had, um, we had the live TV feed for the game, for pregame, mm-hmm. and then we had the World Cup going on. And it was funny because we were getting word that no matter what, Fox was <laughs> – turning to the Jags game and I'm like this is gonna be (laughs) hilarious you know it's tied they're gonna be lining up for somebody's you know PK and all of a sudden it's moments like that Jags game I don't miss working Fox Fox is smarter than us like that that was the time was set up so that that would have never happened like they still there was really when you think about it no, they had like 10 minutes to spare, mm-hmm. and that's all set up. Like, they they time it out so, hey, if there's going to be extra time, there's going to be penalties, we're still going to be done by 1 o'clock. I saw a lot of people sweating it out, but I, right. I knew it was not going to be. I was, I was sitting next to, us. at that point, uh, I was sitting next to Dan Hicken mm-hmm. because he sits up a little bit higher, and where I sit, I'm on the front row, and there I can't yeah. see a TV, so I had already sat in the back. And Hicken's like, we're getting close to game yeah. time, and I was like, don't worry. That's the difference between football and football. Like, football is, is never going to be going according to a certain timeline. Mm-hmm. The NFL is pretty good, but they're not always on, on a certain timeline, especially if there's the uh, overtime. But soccer, you know, down to the minute. And I told him, I was like, PKs go super fast. Don't worry. Yeah. And then he was like, you're right. We have plenty of time. I was like, you don't have to worry. They, and and they it would have gone perfect- to FS1. Yeah, or something like that. And it would only have been in the local like, area. Right, exactly. But it was yeah. a perfect setup for the Jags. It was. And it was it like, really I was. was so high on that game. <laughs> and then it went right into the Jags game, and that was a crazy game. Like, really Sunday was. was epic, man. Yeah, One I, of the I, best sports days I know of the we've year. talked yep, about Brian it, agrees. but uh, JJ actually keeps a tally of, yes. is it an NFL weekend or a college football weekend? Like, which entertains me more? Yep. And college was like 80% this year. College was awesome. But this was phenomenal. Obviously, college only had a couple crappy bowl games, but this this would <laughs> even in a good college week, this would have stole the show. I mean, like the endings, the comebacks, 
the Patriots ending alone. Yes. Like, can we do that, that in the next so segment? Awesome. Can we do that? We sure can. We have to send Donna out with some happy Patriots talk. <laughs> Uh, quote unquote happy. All right, we've got one segment to go here on Helmets and Heels, driven by Tyrell at on 10 to next on 82.5 FM. A Tuesday night tradition in Duval. Helmets and Heels. Driven by Tire Outlet. Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. On 1010XL. Donna Murphy, Mia O'Brien. JJ LaSelva, I'm Lauren Brooks. Taylor Dahl has the night off to enjoy her birthday festivities, or I should say they continue. She started celebrating on Sunday. I got to join in for a little bit of the party. I think she's turning 21. You would think, but you know, some people (laughs) just do birthdays up big. I have to say this year it was my 40th, but I don't think I did it up very big. I went to Jaguars training camp. Women do their birthdays up big. Yeah, but this year, like, I mean, when you have kids. Yeah, and it was on Monday, and the Jags had training camp practice. So that was my 40th celebration. I did not get balloons. I did not get cake. I got balloons. But I don't eat cake. Shout out to Donna and Taylor. Yes. I did get balloons. Well, where were my balloons, Donna and Taylor? Uh, (laughs) You you (laughs) didn't even come to me as birthday oh she had a family excuse family excuse family excuse okay where were the balloons for my birthday um it was not on a tuesday no it was on a monday yeah that's why (laughs) yep i it's fine i don't need balloons all right let's talk about the patriots game (laughs) why (laughs) because it was the greatest ending in the history of of football that's why how much of it did you watch it was awesome donna no, I was at the Jags game. So oh, I really, right. Yeah. So doing post game, um, we were seeing because it was the four o'clock game. Yes. Yes. Um, correct. So, uh, so I was seeing parts of it there, and then driving home, and then I got home, and uh, I don't know, doing stuff with the kids, and then I went to go do something, and my husband goes, "You will not guess how that game just ended." I said. I have no idea what happened. And so then um, he put it back on for me. And so then I rewatched it. I go, what? And now and then yesterday hearing how Belichick was taking claim for, yeah, this is like we gave, you know, the team this and that to do. And I'm like, so he, he was saying that he called for the lateral. Yeah, he was. He Even was, though Jacoby Myers on Sunday told reporters that. It was me. I was trying yep. to do too much. No, nope. the game was tied, so I still don't understand Run why. Run the ball. Take think, a knee. I think, honestly, he thought they were losing. That's the only explanation. Nope. Belichick is taking it, it. From what I read and saw on Monday, yesterday, today is Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Belichick was putting it all on him, which I don't know why. Um, so I, I want to give you yes. some stats first before I get to my biggest question. Um also, looking at the box score, uh, it says under rushing stats. It's got, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, the other guys, and then it says Jacoby Myers, zero carries for negative 20 yards. I don't think I've ever seen that oh, in a football box score. Um, that's sad. Mac Jones, 13 of 31 for 112 yards and one stiff arm core into into the core of the earth. Um, <laughs> so zero touchdowns, zero interceptions as well, 52.1 QBR. My question is, Donna, mm-hmm. I know they're still, quote-unquote, in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. but how can you look at this team right now, look at how that game ended, and not want to blow it all up? And I don't know what blow it all up is and if Bill Belichick wants to do that in his 70s. So there was a tweet out, I think, today that was by Bill Barnwell. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
very respected ESPN NFL um, insider and and analyst. He asked for Tom Brady to please come back and or Jimmy Garoppolo to please come back. It's true. I didn't even think about that. And Trent Brown liked it. Mm -hmm. And when you get a current player on the team liking having former quarterbacks to please come back to your team, that should already say enough. See, I think in the because it's Tom Brady and how successful they were, I don't know how many rings Trent Brown has with the Patriots when Brady was there, but I'm sure he has at least multiple. And so to me, that isn't that surprising. If it was just Jimmy Garoppolo, then I would find it even more like mm-hmm. even more intriguing. Right. Like, of course, they want Tom Brady back. That's when life was golden and roses and sunshine and rainbows. Right. But, I mean, the fact that you even go outside, you know, I mean, the big rule, of course, is to just don't put yourself in that position, you know. So you put yourself in that position to where you're going to have to now ask questions and answer questions. Would you rather have, if you got the choice, Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo for next season? Uh, If he's going to New England? Yes. Yeah, I'll take another another run at it. With, with, with Brady. With, no, which one? If, if you had to choose between with the Brady. two. You, know, you would take yeah, Brady over I'd take Garoppolo. take another run at it. Okay. But that receiving core is horrendous. Right. And that's where, for me, the blow it up. It's awful. Stems from. It, you it, got Jacoby Myers, who's good, but everybody else is Isn't he? He's a free agent this offseason, too. Yeah. Everybody else stinks. And they'll do. What they'll do is get rid of Jacoby for no reason. <laughs> that's what they do. They don't pay anybody. They that's just well, they don't you know. pay anybody because they anticipate that the quarterback will elevate the play of the rest of the offense. Yeah. And that was the, one quarterback that did right. that. Correct. The only year that they didn't do that was going into Mac Jones's rookie year. But they had Josh McDaniels and Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels is phenomenal with a quarterback, except when your quarterback is Derek Carr. <laughs> that's because Derek Carr is Awful. no bueno. It does no. help, though, that Derek Carr, at least, I mean, I know Devontae Adams didn't catch a touchdown and had a subpar day this Sunday, but, like, it does help when you right. got him and you got Darren Waller. And- no. But that's how you know the quarterback's not very good, right. is he has those pieces no, maybe, and still not good. Right. Maybe Brady will end up in Vegas. There's a chance of that. Mm-hmm. I heard some San Francisco rumors, too, and I was like, they have too many quarterbacks. That's what I thought, too. We'll but get rid of them all for Brady. Brady's from California originally. <laughs> How would you rate the games, JJ? Since I know you were locked in this weekend, and the rest, and we could go around the room um, in terms of the Colts blowing a thirty-three nothing lead. Oh, poor man. I honestly, Brian. I didn't get to watch, uh, but the very end of that. So okay. I, I, I turned it on, and they're down eight, and they come back and tie or whatever happened, and they end up winning. And then at the end, they're like. That's the largest comeback of all time. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I thought this was just a high-scoring game. I didn't <laughs> realize that one of the teams was down 33 points. Yes. Mm. Oh, it was, I mean. So that's got to be number one. Yeah, I think that e- was. Even though I didn't watch be. it. Like, that. that's just astronomically. 33 points. Like, you don't even have enough possessions in time usually to come back from that many points. No. Well, Matt, Ryan, Matt Ryan's familiar. He is yes. familiar. Isn't that Poor funny? Guy. I was just surprised that Kirk Cousins was able to get it done. I mean, I guess he has been better than a lot of people thought he would be. No, he's I, not. Uh, there it's a, it is. It's smoking. You guys mirrors. really hate it's him. Justin on this show. Jefferson. Yes, that's who it is. But why? What like, I found, what's so hateable. No, about I don't. Him? I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I just I, think he's just a guy. He I, is yeah. just a guy. But I. So what I found so ironic is that was the largest comeback in NFL history, and it beat out the game, and I forget which year now, but it was Frank Reich. 
Yeah, it was the Bills uh, Oilers. And so Frank Reich was the former coach earlier this season of the Colts, the team that then, <laughs> you know, had the 33 right. You want to hear a crazier Frank Reich stat? Yeah. He, uh, up until Saturday, that game, he was responsible for the largest comeback in NFL history and in college football history, Maryland versus Miami. Oh, Same wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, for his former team to, to then give up 33 like <laughs> I We don't get NFL Network with the cable mm-hmm. package that I have, which is so annoying. Uh, but uh, I was looking at the score, of course, because this was all during the Florida uh, disaster that was the bowl game. <laughs> and I saw 33 nothing, And I was like, no way. The Colts are beating the Vikings. Like, this, this is why the right. NFL is so crazy. And then, you know, following along, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh Vikings fans must just be like, we're a team of destiny this year. Right. Kirk Cousins is going to get it done. Like, that Skull. must be how they feel. Skull. Exactly. <laughs> Although it was kind of funny to see all the Indianapolis reporters and other talking heads online tweeting about, hey, Jeff Saturday got it done on Saturday in the first half. Uh, in the uh, first uh, half. Uh, and, oh, and, oh, the headlines are going to be great. <laughs> then what happened? Oh. It's better for them. Like you want to lose games if you're them right now. Well, that's why Donna was asking pre-show about did they put Jonathan T- Jonathan Taylor on IR? Did they not? Because they were going back and forth mm-hmm. with three games to play. Yeah, he's which probably they did. out for the year. They, yeah, they put him on IR. And it, took, it took them forever. Like, do we? Do we not? Do we? Do we not? I are, did are watch, we in it? Do we have a chance? Um, <laughs> Saturday night's game, the Bills-Dolphins uh, oh, yeah. game. When it finally started. That was yeah. fun, The snow man. globe. That was so fun. Yep. That was a good game. I did enjoy that game, mm-hmm. uh, even though I, I, you know, we talked about it earlier today. The fact that the Bills were a seven-point favorite, and the fact that Tua and oh Miami can't play in the snow, they can't play in the cold, and not their head coach Mike McDaniel. Uh, he wants it to be colder because he's from Boulder um, and Denver. Um, but every time I see him, I think like Legoland. He literally know. looks like a child, like seventy pounds soaking wet in that sweatshirt. Did anybody else think that watching that yeah, game? I just, I he he seems like he should be building Legos. I just also that's that. what I see. Well, the fact that they kept it to a field goal and the fact that Buffalo had to kick the field goal as time expired, like I thought that was a dub for the for the Dolphins. I know they've lost three straight, but the fact that they like they're not getting blown out or making critical errors in the waning minutes of games like the Jets have, for example, during their three-game losing streak. I also loved the fact that after last night's loss, the Rams are out of the postseason, Mm -hmm. and the NFL used, or ESPN, I forget which one, SportsCenter, somebody, used a picture, Donna, of Jalen Ramsey looking all sad as the lead. Like, the Rams are officially out. Eliminated from the postseason, and it was a picture of sad Jalen Ramsey. And I was like, Oh, that brings me so much joy. We have Trevor, and we have Zay, and we have Christian, and we have Evan, and we have Travis, and all the guys on defense, and we have Logan Cook and Bradley Patterson. We have all these great human beings, and you guys get to lose, lose, lose. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they have a Super Bowl, but that's neither here nor there. By the way, the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have officially now tweeted out the sounds of the game. So for everybody, it was a little delayed, a little delayed. Yep, but for everybody who's been looking for that, uh, I you know they wanted it to be. I talked to Trapadia earlier today. Yes, so I knew that it was. I knew it was being posted at seven. I guess they maybe ran into some last-minute snafus after I talked to the one that too many people were probably looking for. Trent, not Trent Balky, Trent the video extraordinaire down at the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I ran into him in the break room at the stadium and I was like, are you ready? And he said, I actually just sent off the final like copy for review. And I was like, all right, here we go. But now it is live. Everyone our long national Twitter. nightmare has ended. <laughs> well, our long national nightmare uh, 
got to end when the Jaguars finally beat an, beat an NFC team because they were the longest yes. or had the longest streak of losing to NFC let's teams. Go so win that's done. New York. Let's yeah, let's do it. Win yeah. on the road. Twenty Thursday straight. Night. Uh, any other games from the weekend that you guys? I'm, I'm trying to make this power rankings of JJ and mine and several other folks. Greatest Jax. NFL weekend of all time. Jags probably number one. Yes. Uh, besides, I guess besides the Vikings would have to be. I, it was probably a better game than the Vikings game. Yeah, I game. think it was. Um, it two high-level quarterbacks competing. I didn't see any Bengals bucks. What the heck happened there? Uh, Tom Brady turned it over four times. Yeah. Two fumbles and cool. two interceptions. And the Bucks had a 17-point lead in the first half, but then that's what happens when you turn the ball over is you can't hold the lead. Hold the leads. How right. awful is their run game, by the way? Leonard Fournette still not ten carries, forty-four yards. Like these people wanted Byron left, which is a head coach. <laughs> and now you we guys have should Doug. be disgusted with yourself, <laughs> honestly. Now this guy's gonna get canned as a coordinator. Like, what were you thinking? Well, they really Bowles just wanted the canned. excitement of a new GM, and that's what they yeah. thought Byron would bring. All right, that is a wrap. Mia, have a great trip to New York. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, you as well. And Donna, we will be talking to you in the next few weeks. Sure. Months. Yep. Years. <laughs> Years. Years. We'll see ya. All right. <laughs> for Donna Murphy, for Mia O'Brien, for the birthday girl, Taylor Dahl, for JJ La Selva, I'm Lauren Brooks. Enjoy the rest of your Victory Tuesday night.